0: not to us Lord not to us but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness may the Lord cause you to flourish both you and your children may you be blessed by the Lord the maker of heaven and earth the highest heavens belong to the Lord but the earth he has given to mankind it is not the dead who praise the Lord those who go down to the place of silence It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. All right. Good morning, Grace. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) I am so, so excited to be here this morning. My name is Michaela, and I'm the missions pastor here at Grace Community Church. And I'm also the worship leader over at West Falls Church. So hey, West Falls Church, if you're all watching, love my family. So I am so excited to be here Uh, not only is it my first sermon i am ever preaching in my life but i am excited to be talking about my favorite movie of all time which is indiana jones and the last crusade We need to get that straight because the fourth one didn't count in my book. The crystal skull just, I don't even acknowledge it. No, no, no. It's a painful topic. But anyways, um, so going back to this clip that we just watched with Chasm And a quote that he said I want to draw on this morning is when he says, Why do you seek the cup of Christ? Is it for his glory or for yours? And it's this topic of glory that I want to uh, preach on this morning. And uh, on the back of your bulletin... We have three different types of glory that I'm going to be speaking on, which is just glory, self-glory, and God's glory. So what is glory? Glory is praise, honor, and distinction. Self-glory is personal vanity and pride, but God's glory is to give him honor, give him all the glory by praising and worshiping him. Now, I just want to give you a few pictures of what I feel self-glory has looked like in my life. And God's glory has looked like in my life. So let's go ahead and we'll put that first picture up there. Um, This is self-glory in my life. Uh, I'm from Florida and I was in a band for quite some time. And uh, this picture, I was living the rock star lifestyle. It was all for my glory. And I'm not gonna lie, it felt good being in the spotlight, but uh, I realized that once I left the spotlight, I was very, very empty. And so we'll get back to a little bit more of that story later, but for now, I want to go ahead and show you a picture of when I felt I was uh, living for God's glory. So this is me in Uganda in 2012, and uh, I just wanted to live for God in this moment. I knew this kid for like five seconds, and he just ran up to me, and we embraced one another, and in that moment, I was like, wow, this isn't about me. This isn't for my glory, God. This is for your glory, and so that's exactly what I want us to think about. Why, why should we change how we live our lives? Why should we live for God's glory and not for our own? And what does the Bible say about that? So I was kind of looking through and I found Colossians 3.23. And Colossians 3, 3.23 states, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. And it's that concept, that topic of work and having a job that I really, really want to hone in on here uh, because it's relevant. It's our Western society, right? It's our Western culture to, to want to work for recognition and climb that ladder of success, right? And we put in the time, we put in the extra hours, and it still goes unrecognized, right? I know some of you are feeling that way this morning. You're dreading going to work tomorrow, and I hear it time and time again nowadays that... I have friends, I have family that just say, man, I hate my job. My boss didn't even notice that I woke up two extra hours early this morning. I, I was the one who put in all the time on that project, not him, not her. It was me. But So how can we reframe that and say, God, I want to work for you. I want you to be my boss because ultimately he's the only one that's going to recognize everything that we do. So when we reframe our minds and we say, God, you're my boss, I want to put in the time for you and for your glory and not for my own glory. Because going back to that Psalm 115 that Elise just read earlier is the writer asks that God's name, not ours, be glorified. We may pray to do a good job so that our work will be noticed, and that's okay. And that's something I, I, I want to make sure that you all understand. I'm not harping on, you know, well hey, I put in the time, I want to be recognized, right? You know, I want, I want a little recognition here. That's fine, it's in our human nature, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good and trying to impress. The problem comes when we want to look good no matter what happens to God's reputation in the process. And I'll say that again. That problem, it comes when we want to look good no matter what happens to God's reputation in the process. Who's going to get the credit if God answers my prayers. I'll give you an example there. Uh, some of you may, may have seen me sing here at uh, Arlington or over at West Falls Church or watching online. And uh, I love helping to lead worship here at Grace. It's an amazing experience. It's very easy though. And you ask anyone who's leading worship on stage, it's very easy to get in the mindset that, man, if people aren't raising their hands and if they're not clapping after I sing that note, after I finish that song and it feels really good, if they're not clapping and lifting their hands, then I must have done something wrong. That's the wrong mindset. Every time I want to come on stage, I say, God, I want to empty myself. I am a vessel. I am your instrument. Use me for your glory. I want people to raise their hands for you, not for me. I want people to clap and sing loudly for you, not for me. So once again, I go into that mindset and say, God, you're my boss, and I want you to get the recognition, because only you're going to recognize what I'm putting into this. So how do we start living more for his glory and not for our own? I'm so happy you asked. (laughs) We need to take steps. It's not all going to happen right away. So we're going to get back to Indiana Jones here, because he's about to take three steps. He's going to go through three challenges in order to get the Holy Grail to save his father's life. So before I play this scene, I just want to set it up for you. So Indiana and his father, Dr. Jones Sr., they arrive where the Grail is being protected by three very difficult challenges. The Nazis have arrived first because, come on, it wouldn't be an Indiana Jones movie without some Nazis, right? And uh, so the Nazis are there and they want the grail for themselves right so they say indy you're gonna go get it for us i'm not gonna get that i'm not getting the grail for you of course not and they say well in order to motivate you they take it upon themselves to shoot indiana's father so now indiana is feeling the pressure man i got i got to get this grail to save my father's life and uh so that's right where we're going to start off so let's see how indy gets to these three challenges this morning Ah. I love that scene. (laughs) Those three challenges. That's amazing. So let's go back. We're going to take a quick look at all three of these challenges that Indy just went through. So the first one being the breath of God. And he kept saying it over and over, only the penitent man will pass. Only the penitent man will pass. And it triggered. And he remembered that a penitent man is humble. And so that's the first step is being humble and realizing that you don't have all the answers. You say, God, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what you have planned for me, but I trust you with my life, and I know you have plans to use my gifts and my talents for your glory and not for mine. That next step was the path of God, the word of God, and he knew that he needed to lean on his wisdom. We need to lean on God's wisdom, just like he leaned on his father's wisdom, right? And it was funny. I love that scene because At first, he leaned on his own wisdom, didn't he? He's like, Well, Jehovah, it begins with a J. He steps on it and falls through, but he's indie, so he like latches onto a vine or the ledge and just like pulls himself up. He's fine. (laughs) He's indie. But just like us, we're going to lean on our own understanding sometimes and we're going to fall through. And then we're going to pick ourselves back up and we say, God, that's right. You've already laid out the work for me. You've given me your word and you have shown me how to get. To the other side of that path safely. Just like Indy's father had done all that work ahead of him, put it in the grail diary, he taught his son Latin and Greek so that Indy knew, oh, that's right, Jehovah begins with an I. So just like that, we need to lean on his wisdom, not our own, to get safely to the other side. And that last one was the path of God, that he knew he needed to take a leap of faith from the lion's head. And this is by far the hardest challenge. But it's the most liberating and selfless challenge that we can act on. Without this leap of faith, we're never going to grow or change. We will be complacent and miss out on opportunities to give God the glory in our lives. And it's with these three steps I want to tell you a little bit more about my life. Um, go back to that rock star lifestyle picture picture of me. So I was in a band. I'm from Florida, and uh, after I graduated uh, from USF in Tampa, I decided, hey, what better time than now to join a band and be a lead singer and travel and do my thing, right? So did that for a while, and every time I just got to this point where I just felt like. I needed to live for something more than that. I was just living for myself, and it just kept falling short. And just when I was about to give up on that lifestyle, I got hooked back in. A producer from The Voice, some of you may have heard of that little show I don't know, on NBC, maybe. <laughs> a producer from The Voice approached me and said, hey, you're in. You're going to be on the next season of The Voice. I'm going to get you a private audition. We're going to videotape you. You're going to sign contracts. It's got to be all secretive you're my golden ticket, you're on next year. So I of course said, okay, well God, you obviously want me to be on The Voice, so I'm gonna stick with this and uh, see where it takes me. So everything went well, audition went well, signed the contracts, and he's like, call ya. Never got the call. (laughs) That was a very humbling time, very, very humbling moment when you think you know what God wants for your life, you think you know how he's going to use your gifts and talents and then it doesn't happen and obviously it's because he he knows what he wants for my life so that was very humbling i had to kneel before god and say i don't have all the answers where do you want me so that's when i had to go to that next step the word of god i needed to lean on his wisdom i dove into the word i journaled and i said god what do you what do you want for me where do you want me to go next and I leaned on this one verse in particular. I want to share it with you this morning. Hebrews 11.1. 1. And it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, for an assurance about we what we do not see. Because I couldn't see it. I thought the voice was the end-all, be-all, and that was going to be my ticket to the rest of my life. Um, but I said, God, I can't see to the other side. How am I going to get to that other side and t- take this path safely? And there were those quiet moments when God would just go, California, California. And I'm like, what, California? I'm from Florida. I've lived here for like 20-something years of my life. I've never been to California in my life. But he just kept saying, California. So I said, Okay, God, all right, I hear you. So I took a little mini leap of faith, and I took a trip out there just to check it out. Because I figured LA would be it, right? LA's the music scene, went out there, didn't like L.A. I'll just be honest. Was not a fan. <laughs> but, uh, and I asked God, I said, make this black and white. If I'm supposed to be out here, God, and that's a prayer that I love saying still to this day, God, make this black and white. What do you want? Yes or no? And so L.A. was a definite no, but I had a friend who said, hey, I'm down in San Diego. You want to come check it out? So I, I went down there for a few days. I fell in love. This town, if you're planning a vacation go to San Diego next. I already planned it for you. It's incredible, (laughs) if you haven't already been. So I went to San Diego, fell in love, and was still confused. God, why would you want me in San Diego? There's not really a music scene there. Um, I, I have no idea. So I went back to Florida, prayed on it once again, leaning on his word, leaning on his understanding and his wisdom. And before you know it, I said, okay, this is it. I knew that God wanted me in California, in San Diego, so I took the leap of faith. Just like Indy, I grabbed my heart, I stuck my foot out, and I said, you better catch me. I know you're going to catch me, and I put my foot down, and for me, that looked like packing up my car, my little Mazda hatchback, (laughs) Uh, leaving every comfort I ever had in Florida, my family who I love, and I just went. I didn't have a job. I knew one person out there, And barely had any savings. And I just said, God, this is my leap of faith. If this is where you want me, I'll go. And so moved to San Diego. Within a few months, found an amazing church that I found family. And uh, still to this day, I have wonderful friends that I just love and cherish that came from that church. And a few months after that, I realized why God had me out there. I met my husband in my small group and it was one of the best and most amazing things that has ever happened to me in my life to where I was humbled first I had to lean on his understanding and wisdom and I took a leap of faith and not only did God catch me but he allowed that situation to thrive because he knew I was doing it for his glory and not for my glory and this morning as we go into communion I want to ask you, where are you in these challenges? Are you being humbled currently? Is God just putting you through something where you're like, I don't have all the answers, God. Why? I thought you wanted to use my gifts and talents for this, this, and this. But obviously not. Are you being humbled? Or have you been humbled recently and you're saying, God, I need to lean on you more. I need to lean on your wisdom because if I keep leaning on my own, I'm going to step on that first step and I'm going to fall straight through. Or are you just right on the edge of that leap of faith where you're, you're holding your heart, your foot is out, but you're, you're not quite willing yet to put it down. And so as we do take communion, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to just lean into these three challenges and truly ask God, Where am I in these three challenges? And what do you want from me next? What do you want from me to bring you more glory so I don't keep living for myself, but I live for you, God? So let's go ahead and let's pray this morning. God, we just want to ask you, how do you want us to live more for your glory? God, I. I want you to be my boss. I want to work for you and your recognition, and I only want to seek your love and your approval for my life and what I'm doing. God, we just want to humble ourselves before you, and we just want to say right now in this moment that we don't have all the answers. God, we want to lean on your wisdom and your word and your knowledge and truth, God, that you know what the path ahead of us looks like. So let us lean on things that we cannot see and have faith in you. God, give us the courage to take a leap of faith. Give us the courage to just step out and say, even if this seems impossible, all things are possible through you, God. Help us to just take that leap this morning and to just connect with you as we take communion. Thank you, God. We love you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Grace Community Church, a church for people who don't go to church, meets on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. in Arlington, Virginia. Connect with us anytime at trygrace.org.